Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Today, you are going to get a sneak peek on some of our laser coaching sessions, many coaching sessions we did with some of our CCA students. Now, some of the students may reference Pitchapalooza, which is our annual event uh, where we get students writing and sending their first pitches. So if they do mention that, that's what it's all about. Um, But we're about to dig in and you will hear from a variety of different students with a variety of different questions, copywriting, business, all kinds of stuff. Uh, And even though it's not you in the hot seat, you will still learn a ton. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's our laser coaching session with Jack. So Jeff, what can we help you with? This should hopefully be very simple and easy. Um, a quick recap, probably much like a lot of students, I picked up the course and then have hit any number of, I don't know if I could do this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay my bills, blah, blah, blah. So I already, I know that you both have hammered over and over again, just do it. The material's there, you know, it'll take care of you. And I've seen that in the course, of course. Um, so what I would love to ask for or get out of this is just very simply like if I was in school it would be really easy to have marching orders to move forward with so I suppose that's all I kind of wanted to take down from this was I know that for the how-to of anything that I'm looking to um, do with like my first client and whatnot that that's all in the course already and then I can check those out in the bonus courses mm-hmm. and of course got the power product power productivity course, which has come in handy uh, whenever I do get into the groove of it. So I have everything. I have all mm-hmm. the details. I just wanted to know, in both of your opinions, what would be a very easy or, or um, best possible actionable plan to move forward and take steps? That's it. Okay. That's a good question. Awesome. So um, 
first of all, where are you in terms of, of yeah. going through the course? Have you started pitching? Have you started building your website? Where are you? Fair question. Um, so I finished the foundations course and then it kind of all went out of my head as soon as uh, I got my first client. And so I'm revisiting that and I'm poking around in the bonus courses, but I'm now doing it in a way where I can catalog and sort of organize my notes and whatnot. Um, so I'm sort of pre- prepping that on the side while I'm doing my first job, which is a, uh, a welcome letter, um, not necessarily a funnel, but just a welcome letter, an email. And then it's going to be a product description rewrite on something, which is kind of cool. So I'm, I'm doing all of my learning for that in the bonus courses right now. But where I'm at is I haven't made a website, haven't looked into business, haven't looked into taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, I've got a little bit of um, family support coming in. But of course, the big question is like, when are you going to get on? When are you going to get on your feet? Which, again, fully aware that you can just dive in and do it and send the pitches and make it happen. So I know that much. I was just thinking maybe if I spoke to the two of you and you're like, oh, yeah, just try these steps, like uh, make your website, um, do this, do that all the way. Then I, then I can say, OK. This is what Nikki and Kate said to do. I'm going to do that and then just, you know, knock it out. And I figure if I could just push the ball over the edge of the hill, so to speak, like yeah. the momentum will pick up and then I'll be on my way. You are so close. And I have to share this. I'm reading a book right now and it's talking about kind of fear and when the resistance really starts to hit. And it literally is in the place where you're at, where you are so close to pushing it over that it becomes so big because you are that close, but it, you have a lot going on and you are in that space where, so just remind yourself that, that you are in the place where fear resistance is going to be at its like pinnacle. So don't go slide back down. Cause then you're going to, you know, you're going to hit it again. You have to, this is the point to get over it. So I don't know if Nikki has different thoughts. I'll be curious, but I think this is the time where you are working on a lot of things simultaneously. You've got the first client, Mike, did you pitch them? Um, this was a client that uh, I connected with and they said, what are you doing? And I said, uh, what are you doing these days? I got let go from a job at Disney and stuff. And I said, I'm going to be a copywriter. And he said, I'll let you know when I have some work. Cause I could use Great. a copywriter. Fantastic. Fell in my lap. And now I'm kind of just trying to sound like I know what I'm doing while I figure out what I'm doing. Which you probably do. But (laughs) anyway, so I would divide, you know, we always say schedule. So how much, depending on how much time you have each day, and if you are doing kind of Monday through Friday working at this, or if you're doing things on the weekends, however you're dividing it up, but put things on the calendar and do an assessment of when you do your best, you know, writing and creative work, which, you know, might be when you start writing pitches versus when uh, I need a break. Maybe that's your afternoons. Maybe it's your morning, vice versa to work on your portfolio and do right, you know, start building that. So divide out your days and what you're going to do each day. And what I would recommend is starting to build your portfolio simultaneously while pitching potentially. Um, If you feel good, you know, you got your first client. It sounds like you've been through everything. So that's the next step. I think it, it's on you whether you feel like you want your portfolio ready before you start that pitching, but you don't have to. Okay. So yeah. technically speaking, best steps for the moment would be obviously I need to do all of my homework. I've only done some of it as far as the action sheets go. So obviously knock those out and then follow each step in the course that pertains to finding a designer uh, and building the portfolio. So that is an excellent first step, basically. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so simple. And so many people skip it. 
put it on your calendar. If you have not literally booked out the hours, like I don't do anything else from nine to 12 or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to like, well, I have to, you know, I got to hit the grocery store and I have to do this. And then, and you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that later this afternoon. And then you get to the end of the day and you're like, I had a whole day and I spent like 10 minutes on this, maybe. And it was maybe. Or I worked on things that don't matter. Yeah. Which is very easy to do. Yeah. So it's because we all do it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's the problem right now. We all do it. So to, and to Kate's point too, figure out when you are the best, when you have the highest focus, when you have, for me, it's the morning. We were actually just talking to a student the other day who's the exact opposite. She's middle of the afternoon, which blows my mind. Um, but when you have that highest focus is when you want to do the high impact stuff. For me okay. to try to get stuff, like to send pitch letters in the middle of the afternoon, it's almost worthless because I am so not creative and so unfocused. And so like, it's, but, but because I've done the easy, like, oh, I'm just going to get my day started. I'll do the easy stuff in the morning. By the time I get to the afternoon, that's the task I have left and I can't do it. I cannot get myself to focus. So it's for you, if you, right. depending on the time of day, take your big task for the day, put it on your calendar, literally schedule it. If you, even the, if you are like, mm-hmm. I get up super early And sometimes if I have really important stuff that I really don't want to do, I will literally get up and at 5 a.m. I'll make my coffee still in my pajamas and sit down on the sofa and make myself do it for an hour because that is the moment I wake up is when I rest. So figure out when. So that'll build the momentum. So your highest energy time, do that client work that you're working on. And if you want more practice, it sounds like to do some of the action sheets during that time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, depending on how you schedule it out, if that ends up being a couple of weeks or however, you know, build it out and see where that brings you. And then the other time, start looking at, okay, which site do I want to build my portfolio on? Mm -hmm. Which, which template do I want to use to build my portfolio? Mm-hmm. What okay. URL am I going to use for my website? Mm-hmm. What, um, you know, do you want to write yourself? I mean, recommend a uh, creative brief for your website, for writing your website. So those mm-hmm. tasks might be maybe your lower energy times where you can, you know, glance at Wix and Squarespace and browse and decide, okay, mm-hmm. which put a timeline on it though. Cause it's so easy to then spend five hours on Wix or Squarespace yeah. playing with things. Okay. Uh, so really, <laughs> you know, focus focus that time. Your your lower energy hours, that can be a great time to, if you're building your website, great resources in the, in the coaching calls. <laughs> Excuse me. The second, generally the second half of the coaching calls, we go through portfolio reviews. And um, I think people don't realize until they actually look at them, how, even if we're not reviewing your portfolio, you'll get so much yeah. insight about what to do and how to do it. And, um, you know, you can watch those in the, in the, Mm-hmm. Again, if afternoon is your low time, watch it during your low time. Um, but as you go, start start looking at the tasks that you have to accomplish and go, okay, is this a high focus, high energy task? Or is this a, I can, I can be a little bit more like, I don't know what this means, but you know what I mean? A little bit less, <laughs> a little less focus. Yeah. And I would, I would recommend too, when you're scheduling things out, either pick um, whether I do like Friday afternoons so that by Monday morning, I'm ready to go. I know what my schedule is, 
book out the week ahead? Because I think right now you might not have necessarily a sense of timing and how long things might take you. So that way, if you build out your week ahead, you can then at the end of that Friday say, okay, look back, what still maybe needs to get done, but now, okay, what do I need to do the next week? Versus if you try to build out like a month ahead, it, you know, it might not be as, you might be changing things as more often than you need to. Tiny, tiny steps. In fact, that's step one on your list. Yeah. Is it step one in your to-do list? Yeah. Schedule it on your, the step one in your to-do list is to take the next thing on your to-do list and break it down into incredibly tiny steps. And literally, if you're the kind of person who likes, I love crossing stuff off a list or like doing that strike through on, on word. Me too. Literally type out the list then or write out the list of absurdly tiny steps so that you can be like, yep, I opened that web browser. Boom. Look at that. Yep. I typed in Squarespace. Boom. It's going to feel so good to cross stuff off. All right. All right. I will <laughs> say you're not- I've got my action steps. So I definitely uh, I definitely know how to, how to attack it now. Much Great. appreciated. Thank Great. you Absolutely. so much. Awesome. Good for you, Jack. Thank you. And here's our conversation with Lasilda. Oh, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Excited. So are we. So are we. Because I only watch you um, in the, you know, live videos at Beachapalooza. And I can't believe I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) How excited you are. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I can't believe that you're a real person. Okay. Oh, very real. A little (laughs) too real, maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay, so my question is, um, what is it that I can say to my clients? Because, um, you know what, I don't know what happened. I am really the type that I wouldn't reach out to people. But after I watched the Pichapalooza, I I just did it. I I even, because I booked a a coaching call with Adele, and then I told her, I don't know what happened. I just did it. And then I'm lucky enough that I've had you know, them replied to me. So I was even telling my husband, I remember one of them replied to me at around 11 at night. And then I was jumping because I was in the walk-in closet because I don't want, you know, to wake up everybody. But I was jumping and then I, I woke up my husband. He said, guess what? Someone replied to me. And this is a cold pitch. I, I don't, the person doesn't know me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I told my husband, I learned something from the Pichapalooza. So, um, but the thing is, I've had discovery calls with them, but... I felt that they were not convinced that they need a copywriter. Um, I've I've listened to the uh, nail your calls mm-hmm. times, three times. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to believe that I've done it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you say you feel like they haven't felt like they need a copywriter, what gives you that feeling? How do the calls end? It was a good call. Um, with this shawarma place, I really loved his shawarma. So um, he even asked me to give him the code. So I've sent him my rates. That was Tuesday. I would um, okay. email him again today to follow it up. Um, during the call, um, he was even the one who told me first, okay, let's give it a try. Um, I want you to write my about me page and then my welcome email. Um, but because he has also plans of rebranding, so I don't know if want to push through with that or if you want me to do the about um meet page first that's why i would um send her another email today to follow it up mm-hmm. but um because there was another person who reached out to me in one of the facebook groups he, she is a coaching um I don't, i'm not sure if 
um, if it's health or something. But she asked me, what is my rate for five to seven emails a month? So I told her because I'm a newbie. So I told her uh, maybe 400 for five emails. And then she said, oh, your rate is very high. I can ask a virtual assistant to do it for $100. I was like, okay. Well, that's a little <laughs> silly. Yeah. But you also, you can't really quote a price until you, you have talked with her about what the project is, right? Yeah. If, they, if it's five to seven super simple emails, then it might be that. It might be that you, that was a high quote yeah. for her. If oh, she's thinking, yeah. you know, if she's right? thinking like this much copy in the email and yeah. you're thinking, oh, it might be a very big email, getting on the phone to make sure you understand, okay, what, what are each of these five to seven emails really going to contain and talk about? Or if they were long emails, you might have wanted to quote more, more right? Yeah, yeah. But, and yeah. she sounds like she wouldn't have taken it, but that's sure. okay. Then her, her, her expectations are a little bit off, but you can't really know until you talk with them about what the project entails. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I would always tell them that, um, that I honestly, I don't know, I need to know the scope of the work first. Yes. But, um, you know, sometimes they would just keep on messaging you on Facebook before they want to get into the call. Mm -hmm. So when she told me that um, a virtual assistant can do it for $100, I was like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Because, okay, 100. (laughs) Yeah. You know, here's the thing is that virtual people say, oh, my virtual assistant will write it your virtual assistant is not a copywriter. They're not going to do good work. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if a virtual assistant could write copy, they wouldn't be virtually assisting. They would be writing copy because they'd be making so much more money, right? Yes, yes. But if if she believes that her virtual assistant can do it and can do it better or equally as good, then... Best of luck to her. Best of luck yeah. to her. She's not the right <laughs> client anyway. You know what? Before, I feel, you know, bad if people doesn't reply to me. But after the Pichapalooza, I always remember what you said. If they don't reply or if they are... Because I there's another client, sorry. Um, so this is one of the, uh, one of the famous um, furniture shop here in Calgary. So I reached out to them and then they replied and then they asked for a sample, um, sample blog because she mm-hmm. needs... Um, four blog posts every month. Mm-hmm. So um, I wrote a sample um, blog post for her. When, when she was not really that nice when I first talked to her. Um, because of course, I was trying to be friendly, right? Because first, I really like their products. Um, mm-hmm. I've purchased a bed and a couch from them. So I know that their quality is really good. So I was so excited when I talked to her. And then she was like, okay, so just make a sample first. And then, uh, because I was emailing um, her husband. So I told her, okay, should I just email you through your husband's um, email? Or yeah, she said, yeah. And then, okay, okay, should I tell her that you're expecting? No, no, you don't need to tell tell him that. He's my husband. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, But I gave her the sample and she was happy. She paid me $60 for that. But she ended up telling me that um, she was able to convince her daughter to write it for her. But I was like, okay, I want to write for her, but I don't think we'll be a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have to be careful too, though, but try not to make assumptions about, you know, because sometimes too, tone can come across differently in emails, uh, or maybe they're really busy. And so they just want to send something off to you quickly. So you're not waiting. Um, But, you know, try not to make assumptions about people's intentions or things like that. And your, your, your client, um, the, the guy with the shawarma restaurant, um, man or woman, I can't remember which we said, but um, 
you, you, he's interested, he or she's interested in working with you. You know, I, and it sounded like you thought, oh, well, nobody's interested in working with me. And that's not the case. But you said Tuesday too, right? You sent the quote on Tuesday. Yeah. So just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he's busy, it, it doesn't mean anything. You are right in that it's a good idea to follow up and just be like, hey, wanted to know if you had any questions. Mm-hmm. But um, but I don't make any assumptions about, well, I haven't heard from him, therefore he doesn't want to move forward. Or, or it's too high or it's too low exactly. or anything. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in their heads. You don't know what's going on in their lives. And and quite frankly, every every interaction you have is an opportunity to learn, right? Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. And after you, my call with the furniture owner. Oh, sorry. You no, froze for a second, Nikki. Now oh, you're yeah. back. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, so I had a coaching call with Adele because I really want to make it right because it's a very first client that I, I'll have. And then Adele was like, okay, um, just have to, but by the way, because she's paying virtual assistants, four virtual assistants from the Philippines, $1,000 each for 150 hours for each of them. Wow, very so, high rate for a Filipino yeah, assistant. Yeah, so um, in Adele the Philippines, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Adele was telling me, okay, um, so if you're gonna compare your price, I mean your rate for that one thousand dollars, you can write, let's say, maybe five to six blog posts for her. But I told her I don't think she'll be asking me to do everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's okay. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is too is that try not to get too hung up on the idea of your first client and it has to be your first client has to be perfect. You are going to have so many clients, hundreds of clients over the course of your career. I I think I remember which, who was technically my first client, but I don't remember what the project was. I don't remember, like, I don't remember the guy's name. I think I remember what the business was. I don't remember. You were going to have so many over the course of your career. The most important thing is just to learn from every interaction that you have with potential clients and and improve where and when you can. But there are going to be plenty. Part of the reason that we recommend sending out so many pitches is because not everybody's going to get in touch with you. In fact, far fewer people are going to get in touch with you and say yes than the number of pitches that you actually send out. So take everything as, as just an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd like to thank you, the both of you. Like what I said, the Pichapalooza was really great. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Are you still, so are you still pitching? Sorry? Are you still sending out pitches? Yes. Good. Um, I'm trying this. Uh, actually, this week I wasn't able to do 25. I was able to do 10 only. But next week, still? my target is 25. That's great. The consistency is key. As long as every week you're sending a few, that's awesome. It's mm-hmm. better yeah. than doing none. So well, and you know, it can be hard to scale up to 25. And yeah. Kate's been giving some fantastic advice about, you know, if you can't do five a day, try to do two to three. Mm-hmm. Or if yeah. you were able to do 10 last week, kind of make 10 your baseline and then try to mm-hmm. stretch to 12 or 13 right. yep. or something like that. Yeah. The Pichapalooza is really a good jump start. Good. Good. For me, I mean, I really have. So I told my husband, you really have to cooperate with me for this month. (laughs) Please, if I I tell you I need silence and space, please get the two boys from me. (laughs) Not just this month. Yeah, next month and the month after. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My husband was very happy because he'd really seen, um, you know, the things that I've learned. 
And he was really amazed whenever I tell him, oh, guess what? I, I have a discovery call with this shawarma place. And because that's her favorite shawarma place. And he was more excited than I am. <laughs> to the owner, to the chef. And he's a great fan of that chef. Yeah. So when I was talking to the chef, he was in front of me listening. I was like, go, go, go. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's a family affair. We talk about it. The exactly. whole family gets involved. So mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Okay. Thank you. I know it's Thank my time you. is up. Yes, yeah. But thank you so much. <laughs> You're like my, uh, you know, like uh, my idol. Oh, goodness oh. gracious. <laughs> well, thank you. I, She's mine I, too. Maybe so Kate deserves that. I certainly No, do. no. <laughs> I do not. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, and definitely let us know. Post in the group to let us yeah. know how, how everything shakes out. keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you for all that you do for us. Thank really you. Cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Good work. Good job with the pitching. Good okay. Job. Bye. Have a good Bye. day. And here's our session with Chris. What can we help you with? I think most of the thing I need to know is probably covered in the course. I haven't just got there yet. Um, <laughs> so I've got one question, and then maybe you can look at my website afterwards and just give me some feedback on that. Um, so the one thing I'm probably finding is, struggling to get how the best way of getting information out of clients once you start the job because what i find is i have i have a meeting i've only done a few things a couple of them are free um i go back and i i think right start working on it and i build the structure i think yeah i know what needs to be said i know how to structure it i know the, i think i know the best way but then how do i fill in these sections they're the one they're the experts they know the information and i and i don't and i kind of want to go back to them I know that I think I can ask the right questions. It's, it's, I don't want to keep going back to me each stage. And maybe I need to, after the initial meeting we set up, we're going to do, maybe I need to say to them, well, I'm going to go back and look at it. Then we're going to have to schedule an hour's chat or something like that. Is that the sort of approach you might take? Or how, how do you go about getting me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think another thing that helps me is asking if they have materials they're willing to share that they like the copy or any that they say this is actually copy in voice or tone or content, whatever it is that we want to stay away from, actually. So both sides of the coin, asking if they can provide you with you know, whether it's their website, whether they already have done an ebook or emails or anything they can send you that says, this is kind of the direction we want to go. And so asking for that kind of in conjunction with your discovery call. But yes, I think you're absolutely, once you have that initial call, you take your notes down, you say, I'm going to go through, I'm going to come up with a list of questions. Would it be okay if, you know, I shoot you kind of what I'm looking for, what I need? And potentially it's maybe another subject matter expert within their company. It's not necessarily the marketing team that you need help with. Maybe you need, you know, I've worked with a lot of technology companies and it's like, hey, I need your tech person that knows robotic process automation and can sit down with me and then I can take what they're saying and distill it into a way that makes sense for your audience. So yes, I think clients should be, thrilled if you're asking them to sit down with you know someone else to to chat through and really understand and because to your point they're the experts so you're you want to pull pull that expertise mm-hmm. out of them mm-hmm. yeah sorry go no no, no i was just gonna say when you know you have you got the two the two calls right you have your initial discovery call that's where you're kind of selling them on purchasing your services and then you have your input call um, and when it comes to that input call that's where you're you're digging in you're getting all that information you're kind of filling in the creative brief for yourself but definitely give yourself 
plenty of time for that input call. You know, tell your client, so we're going to schedule this for an hour. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions and don't rush yourself as you go through. Um, it can be kind of tempting to, to get the information down and, and, you know, want to, want to speed it along to, for the sake of your customer or, I mean, for your client, um, but definitely really take the time. And as they ask, as, as they answer questions, it should probably uh, naturally bring some things up if they say, well, yeah, the, you know, our, what our client get, or what our customers get out of it is this, ba 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 ba. A lot of times as they're kind of talking about it, you'll say, mm, okay, okay, well, what does that, what does that mean? What does that, you know, how, how can you explain that to me in a different way? Or can you explain that to me? You know, and so you really get the chance to kind of, instead of just um, make sure you record the calls too, but instead of kind of, you know, scribbling it down as quickly as you can and, and kind of just going down the list, really take the time to, to listen to their answers and ask questions as that comes through. Um, but also too, don't ever be afraid to ask questions of your clients after the fact, mm-hmm. you know, if you get back and you start writing and you go, Oh, I don't actually know X, Y, Z. Yeah. No client's going to have a problem with you coming back and saying, Hey, can you just clarify this for me? That's the thing really. Cause I think, cause I'm going to just, I'm dealing with very small business at the moment. And obviously they, they haven't got the time. They, there's not so much, they might want to make professionalism, but it's also, they want, to get rid of their time, you know. So it's that judging how much to hassle them. But I know it's not hassle as such, but, you know, as I'm writing, it's like, oh, I just need this one extra information. Uh, as well as just going back to straight away or store it up, I suppose, or, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always ask them what they prefer too. To yeah. say, hey, if I have any other questions, should I call you really quickly? Should I set up a meet? You know, a meeting might be more stressful to your point, you know, to take up their time. And so if it's a quick thing, maybe they're okay with texting or they use, you know, something else that's a quick mm-hmm. thing. So you can always ask what they prefer for, for communication for those yeah. sorts of yeah. things. As you get more experience too, you're going to get better at thinking a couple of steps ahead. You know, when you're getting all your information at first, you, you're very focused on that. But like I said, once you have more experience under your belt, you're going to start thinking at, in that initial call, you're going to start thinking, okay, they want to do this. Ooh, you know what? I'm going to need to know this. As I, a couple of steps down the road, I'm going to need to know this as well. So I might as well ask them now. So part of that is definitely going to come with some, with just more experience, you know, and more, more working with clients. But um, I love Kate's point about really asking them about how they would prefer to be contacted. Because my, my, my best way is like, I just want them to just tell me what they want to say. And I'll just say it. You know, that's, that's what we kind of want really, because they can know. You've got a question and to get it out of them. Maybe think down. Yes, no. yes, exactly. You have to yeah. question them because that's you know that's that's one of the um, one of the the crazy realities is that the clients just don't generally know how to be clients. You know, they kind of and they don't often really know what they want to say. They know what they want the end result to be. You know, they want they know they want more clients or more customers they it when they, they see it. More. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it can really a big part of us being a partner is to kind of really dig in and ask them a lot of questions to get at the heart of what that message needs to be in order for it to be effective. Um, let's see. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. We do. We have a minute or two left. Let me, I think I have to make you the co-host and then you can share your screen. Oh, can I, can I oh, is it possible I can just tell you the address and you can just look on oh, your yeah. phone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Technical enough. It's a Chris Copy. .co.uk. It's my name, Chris Copy. 
www.co.uk. That's a good URL. Okay. It's easy to... Yes. I'm surprised it's there. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's um. Great. Um, I'm going to share the screen just perfect so you guys can see it right away. There we go. Rather than me looking that way. Um, Okay. So copy that gets results. Wow, that sounds impressive in that big, bold font, but erm, what results exactly? That's up to you. Do you want to boost sales, build brand loyalty, amuse, inform, connect? You choose the aim and I'll choose the right words. Um, So I, I love that you're getting at the fact that you are going to get them results based on what they need. I do really, really like that. In terms of uh, the time it takes to get there, you kind of have to read a lot of copy through. You have to get all the way down to the end of the body copy before you understand that that is what you're saying. I'm wondering if there's something, a way you could get that across in your headline that you can then further explain in in the body copy if it needs to be. Um, But Remember that you want your headline to to tell the full story and that your subhead and body copy support that story with more details. But the way it's kind of structured, and, and I like the message that you're trying to get across, but the way it's structured, your 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 um, your headline only tells part of the story. And in order to understand your full message, they have to read headline, subhead and body copy. And unfortunately, as we know, people just don't read as much copy as we give them. They they skim or they read the headlines, that kind of thing, which is why it's so, so important that it be hyper impactful mm-hmm. and hyper specific, really get that message across. I love the voice though and the tone. Mm-hmm. So I would see if to Nikki's point, if you can take what's here, keep the same, what you're trying to say and just say it a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, it's either for a phone or on a phone, it flashes up in stages. So uh, that, but yeah, it's not working on the desktop. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. bear in mind too that if it flashes up in stages, depending on how long it takes, yeah. they may see headline. Yeah. And if something yeah. comes up next, they might just skip it if they don't see it immediately. Right. Um, yeah. I was actually in emailing with customer service for a, a product that something doesn't matter, but, um, I was like, I can't find where to change my address. And they said, oh, it's on this page, it's on this page. But I kept missing it because it took it like it did, it took a second to load. And I'd look yeah. at the page, it wasn't there, and I'd leave. I was just gonna say, I think the call to action button takes too long to pop up. So I see what you're saying on mobile. But I think if I were a client looking, I would probably have scrolled already at the, by the time it by the right. time it takes. Mm-hmm. Right, got that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Okay. So um, let me just say 11 seconds. We're going to pass as much as we can. Just looking at this. I was going to say design wise, I think it's a lot. This is a lot of copy. This is a lot of copy and a lot of messages to put on one page. Um, remember that <laughs> we can go a little bit over, um, but remember that you kind of want your homepage to, to give some high level messages and then direct them to the pages on your site where you can go more in depth. So you don't need to tell your whole story about everything that you do on your homepage. You kind of want to 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 either give them the benefit of going to that page and or tease them to get them interested in going to that page, but you don't have to tell everything. You don't have to tell your whole story on the homepage. To that point, it looks like you have the link to find more about me and then in a nutshell, also learn about about you and me. And so I would 
pick one one place to talk to drive to about me and kind of make it your most important message of why they should go read the about you and me page versus having both of those and potentially use use a button like you're using the let's chat button but something that makes it or just break it out on another line so it's very clear what the call to action is because i think right now the about me yes it's highlighted in a different color but it gets very easily lost within within the text itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since it doesn't underline when you go over it. Um, the, the, the only thing that changes is the, is the mouse. The cursor. Yeah. The cursor, yes, thank you. Okay, yeah, yes. thank you. Excellent. Did that help a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, Excellent. Good. Yeah. So glad. Um, and definitely uh, be sure to keep us updated in the Facebook group and, and post any changes you make to your, to your site in the Facebook group yeah. as well. And you can always submit it for a coaching call, too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.